GM and welcome to the 99 Blocks NFT podcast. By the way, none of this is financial advice. Don't listen to me. In crypto, DeFi and NFTs, there are concepts, protocols, games, projects that provide high yield compared to the traditional finance world. And I want to give a few basic thought experiments to show why very high yield staking rewards, liquidity mining, yield farming and these kind of things might not provide you the benefits you were looking for. For me, it's difficult to say where the line is between regular yield and too high yield. But I would say if it's more than 20% per year, it's probably in that category. I will now go through some simple thought experiments to have some different perspectives on the mechanisms. For the examples, I will use 40% in order to make it more obvious than the 20% I was talking about. And now let's jump into example number one. A company has 100 shares and 10 shareholders with 10 shares each. The company now creates 40 additional shares and gives four shares to every shareholder. Did the shareholder get richer? No, they still hold 10% each of the company. So if you had 10 shares before of the 100 shares in total, you had 10%. And if you now hold 14 shares of the 140 total, you still have 10%. The bottom line of this example is that if the rewards are assets that the project can generate itself for free and everybody investing is getting those rewards, you don't really have more of the asset. The number might be higher, but your relative stake stays the same. Second example. Let's say we are in a future where space mining of gold is possible, meaning we are able to extract gold from asteroids. So at that moment, all the gold in the world fits in a 50 meters Olympic size swimming pool. And uh, let me be clear, I'm not trying to say this is a realistic scenario. It's just about supply and demand. So let's say we find some asteroids full of gold and we are able to mine 40% of the current supply per year. And because technology advances, we can keep that pace for several years mining 40% of the ever-growing supply. After 10 years of that mining, we would have 29 times as much gold as we do have today. How would you think would this affect the price of gold if we suddenly have 29 times as much gold as we do have now? Some of the DeFi projects with yield farming and other kind of yield use lockup periods. So imagine the gold doesn't hit the market immediately, for example, because it only can be transported to Earth after 10 years. That means the new supply only reaches Earth at a future date. How would that change the outcome? Not much, right? Because it's still new supply hitting the market. This example should demonstrate that the price of assets with high inflation is always under pressure. So in this scenario, Shorting gold would actually have a higher chance of making money than buying gold. Example number three. Imagine the assets that generate the rewards, for example, the coins or the NFTs, 
Imagine them as a house or as a black box. 10 people with $1,000 each enter the house and they buy these assets on the entrance. That means $10,000 are in the pot and now the assets get staked, burned, minted, farmed and rewards get generated and all the fancy tokenomics are in play. And after that, the 10 people leave the house. How much is in the pot? Still the $10,000. That means whatever kind of rewards and token they received, the value of the pot didn't change. So no actual value was generated. The only possibility in this scenario that an investor could make money is if somebody else lost money or if new people entered the house. But if new people enter the house, the value would go up the same with or without the rewards. So when you, for example, think, well, at least I invest in project XYZ, I receive rewards, but I don't get anything when I invest in Bitcoin, it doesn't make any difference from my point of view, because everybody gets rewards, your relative share stays the same anyway. So you only make money when the value goes up. So I think it's better to invest in assets where you are confident that the value goes up, regardless of the yield. Again, I'm specifically talking about high yield concepts that don't generate earnings by selling products or offering services. Last example, could a system work that pays 40% yield or interest in dollars? I could only imagine two ways that this might work. One way it would be if new investors join continuously and their money is used to pay the yield, which is obviously not sustainable. It's the mechanic of the famous pyramid system. And the second way would be if the project is extremely profitable and because of that is able to pay a high yield. But a project like this could get money cheaper because loans have lower interest rates. So it is unlikely that a profitable project would pay that much interest. So high yields in dollar terms should make you question where the money comes from and if it is sustainable or if your investment might be lost. As they say, if you don't know where the yield is coming from, you are the yield. So as I wrap up this episode, I would say the rewards in high yield systems in a lot of cases don't offer an advantage because the cake doesn't get bigger, it just gets cut in smaller pieces. If the market or the value of the asset goes up, you make money regardless of rewards. And I'll leave it at that. Talk to you next time and GM. <laughs>